2: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby.
3: And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J
2: Daily with some of the best bits
3: of this afternoon's show. We're joined by an incredible man, Terry Farley. He's been refereeing since 1952. Before I was born. He finally uh, hung up the whistle. He did some pretty major games over the years, uh, but he had a great story. Very nice guy. We spoke to him. And of course, it was Friday, which meant we looked at the sport uh, on TV with Martin Kellner. Mike Ward was here. Yes. Uh, and he looked at the non sporting TV, the star TV reviewer. And David Lloyd joined us. We reflected on day one of the Ashes, and we caught Bumble on a bit of a stroll, and he had a few issues, as you will discover. At six minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone.
4: Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Not much of a game last night. Spoiled a little bit by the uh, sending off, really. Yeah.
3: Arsenal defended well. But a great l- rear guard by them, yeah, I think mean, yeah, it's fair to it so. say. They did defend well.
4: And yeah. Liverpool, not as dangerous without Salah and Mane. Who knew? That's that's odd, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, having they said that, though, though didn't they?
3: Minamino, the chance at the end. Oh, oh that it's, was... He's I mean, the last the, striker. the goal gaping, as they say. Yeah, that was the moment. But oh, they, they did... And Saka had a good chance just before that. So... It could have been very different. Could have been worse (laughs) for Liverpool.
4: Yeah, Saka was a handful, constant threat. He's a great player, but uh, he might be a doubt for Sunday. I think you'd be delighted. Well, it sounds like the
3: game is a doubt for Sunday. I don't know.
4: Um, We'll have to see what happens. You can't get games called off for injuries. You can't. Not if you're lending out players like Balogun and all that. You can't. That would be completely wrong.
3: Covid's one thing It depends if they get I mean Erdogan has tested positive they could get more who knows They're all in a room with him
2: (laughs) Possibly No of course
3: not uh, Anyway Of course not not. Um, Yeah so we'll see we'll see what happens uh, I was thinking about and Xhaka last night I mean he's been sent off
4: five times the refs must think he's an idiot He must. He said, I don't know what's wrong with him. He he had so much to do, Jota, there. He had to control the ball. He's got to put it in. I mean, it it was
3: just pointless. He's a frustrating player, isn't he? If he was was your player, from an Arsenal fan's point, I've talked to Arsenal fans about him, and he is a frustrating player because... He is a good player, and we saw in, in yeah. the World Cup. He is a fantastic player, but he, he gets mm. a bit wrapped up in the old machismo of it sometimes. I think sometimes he just gets himself sent off. He's a real red mist merchant and all. Often, if he doesn't mm. get the rub of the green, he'll go charging in. And when you know there's a player there, it must be so annoying when he gets sent off so often. Um, but, as I said, he's a, yeah. he's a bit of a cartoon hard man, and he plays up to it a little bit too much at times. It's he? true, absolutely. And the paper, although last night wasn't yeah. an example of that. Of course, no, no, and, just uh, a bad. Just challenge. a bad challenge, wasn't it? Really, uh, the
4: papers have listed the titles that Prince Andrew has had to give away, had to, you know, had taken away. Really, yeah. uh, he'll always be the Duke of Golf for me.
3: Yeah, that's right. That was that's the title. You think you'll never
4: lose. Yeah, I was looking at what, I was looking at all of them, thinking if there was a vacancy for me. Uh, a lot of them I couldn't do. Uh, okay, but there look is at one. some of the jobs you're not going to yeah, get. The small arms school
3: corps, Colonel in Chief. Oh. Well, I've got quite short arms. Yeah, you or Mike Parry could both do that. <laughs> <couldn't you? laughs> that's right. Yeah, that'd be good. So, um, yes, somebody in the world of motorsport, Andy, you noticed earlier on, has just landed a plum gig. Is that right? Yes. What's uh, his name? Aston Martin Formula One have just appointed uh, Mike Crack. <laughs> Great <laughs> okay, <name>. now <laughs> oh, we realize we are going off Niagara Falls in a barrel with this one. <laughs> I've got a few. And Mike points. doesn't need any TV formats at the moment, does he? Because he's just landed a new well, job, landed a good job. You can never have too much work, can you, I would Team imagine. Principal he is. Team Principal, Mike Crack. How are we spelling Crack, Andy? Oh, uh, to be fair, he's a, he is a K. He's K-R-A-C-K. But okay, he well it's, I mean, that doesn't hurt yeah. because it allows you to, like, the play on words that you'd see when it's in the TV listing. So, mm. uh, as it's Friday, you can bring in glame, games, bringing glames, <laughs> we'll have some TV formats <laughs> for what's is, is Mike Crack? Mike Crack. Now I've we've, got yes. back, crack and sack. Well, that's an, we've ripped off The Apprentice with it's Neil Back, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's Neil Back, the England Rugby <laughs> International uh, and Mike uh, bringing you an apprentice style format. <laughs> then They just say, <laughs> you're sacked. <basically. laughs> and then I've got uh, Mike's free
4: kick coaching series which I'm really looking forward to. Another crack in the wall. Okay, that's very good.
3: Uh, now, as we said, remember the time of day and so when you put your <laughs> when you Put your uh suggestions in I, I i mean i did have one that involved mike uh re- reminiscing <laughs> about some great games at Highbury, but of course <laughs> we're not we're not doing that i one. know it's a shame talksport.com forward well really. talksport.com text 81089 <laughs> uh tweet tsh and j tsh and the ones we can read out within reason um we will won't we uh talk about we're talking
4: about Arsenal. the arsenal fans made a lot of noise last night mm. but honestly they were they were singing case we're going to wembley at nil nil with about 100 minutes of football to go in the tide give you a break
3: you know, yes yes um so uh, we haven't reflected on our game it was all pretty straightforward in the end wasn't it uh for uh the game yes on Wednesday? it was really it was
4: uh you know var was chelsea's friend but uh yeah all the decisions were right. They were right. You can't argue with that. But, but it just shows you. I mean, it just this thing about Alan Shearer is right about the FA and the, the FA Cup and var. Their attitude, the FA, just makes no sense. The way they say, oh, "Well, if it can be used, it should be used." They don't seem to realise it. It just destroys the whole yeah. competition's it's integrity. Their competition, you know, of all the games. But I mean, you know, it's ridiculous. We've had teams go out that would have gone through. Sure, and teams would have gone through who've now gone out. It just yeah.
3: makes no sense. No, I totally agree. I mean, they've talked about the integrity of that competition for years and they've, their own competition, they've slowly eroded it by semi-finals at Wembley, chipped away at their own competition. Yeah. Uh, and I, mean,
4: I, in, I agree. if you want to bring it in for the semi-final and final, if you have to do that, fine. But not for when there are still teams
2: in there that don't have it. it yeah. just makes no sense. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
3: We're saluting Mike Crack, who's just got a great gig to Aston Martin as the team principal. And uh, you're coming up with some TV formats, many of which, as we've said, we cannot read out. A nice one from Harvey and Chorley who says, um, send all your Christmas unused selections of almonds, Brazil's walnuts and hazelnuts to Mike and to try out in A Tough Nut to Crack. <laughs> Very good, Harvey. That's we like that one. And um we've also got another one here from Andy who says uh, yes, it Mike Crack goes into partnership with the former Swindon boss, Martin Ling, producing pig based pub snacks. <laughs> oh, we'd all watch that one, of course. Of course. Yeah. So uh, keep those coming. TalkSport.com, text 1889, tweet J. Let's reflect uh, on the the cricket now. Mm. Uh, first day uh, of the fifth and final Ashes Test, uh, Australia finished 241 for six. A bit of bad weather coming in towards the end of the day. Uh, another uh, it was 100 for Travis Head, very good knock by him. Doesn't tell the whole story at one point. Um, Australia were reduced... Uh, to uh, 12, twelve for, for three it could have
4: been worse. Labishane was dropped,
3: of course. Yeah, and the, the bowling then wasn't great. Uh, Bumble joins us now. Good afternoon, Bumble.
5: Yeah, good afternoon. I'm in a field in North Yorkshire. I don't really know where I am.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we'll send a, we'll send out a search party by the end of this if you're in trouble. I, I bet it's not as green as the pitch at Hobart. <laughs>
5: It it is. I I can't tell you what I'm carrying in my hand, but I've got two dogs with me. Use your imagination.
3: Yeah. (laughs) That's good. You're a good, responsible dog owner. We know exactly what you mean. It's It's not a comment on England's bowling. No, that's very true. It was very frustrating. I mean, look, it's not helped by the fact that Robinson could barely walk, let alone bowl by the end of it. But, you know, they, they were shorter personnel, which meant Root had to just bowl twice, the amount of overs he probably normally would. And the guys that could bowl didn't bowl very well.
5: Yeah, they're like the walking wounded. 12 for three. And it just looked that pitch. It looked an April pitch in the UK. It was cold. It was overcast. It was damp, a green pitch. 12 for three is what you'd expect. But then the wheels fell off, as they say. No Jimmy Anderson. I'm absolutely convinced. If if Jimmy Anderson had been playing, it would have been 150 all out, if that. But they bowled inexplicably badly after 12 for three. Concentrate. Labuschagne Le- comes in. Labuschagne is a king wicket. Concentrate. We put him down. It'll be what 15 for four. Yeah, no, it's gonna...
4: true. Uh, the dismissal of Labuschagne though was quite amusing, wasn't it? I-, I like him. I think he's quite a character, and he's obviously yeah. a decent player. But that was a mad dismissal.
5: He's, he's a brilliant player. He's one of the world's best at the moment. And he, his stats would tell you that. But extraordinary dismissal. he got a touch of the Rory Burns, hasn't he? Where he front <laughs> foot inexplicably flew out to cover and the ball came round the back of him and flattened him on his face. And, and he had to go. His
3: extraordinary dismissal. Yeah. As you said, to get in that position and, <clears throat> and to get Kawaj, you've been playing so well that you're thinking at that stage, you know, we, we, we can get all these out. Um, yeah, as you said, it, it, just a real waste. It feels like a real wasted opportunity.
5: Yeah, it it was. And I'd just come back to concentration. 12 for three, you'd have a vital catch goes down. The bowlers lose the line and length concentration. So Australia fought back brilliantly. Travis said that was a wonderful inning. But he attacked. I I love that way of playing. When you're in a corner, it's like a boxer. You either go down or you come out. And they came out. I thought they played brilliantly, particularly Travis Head and Cameron Green, who's going to be a terrific player. They've got themselves on that pitch. Who knows? You don't really know what's going to happen. But on that pitch, I think they've got themselves, Australia, into a super position. On a
4: general level, Bumble, I mean, I know that substitutes in cricket can only field. It's, don't you think it's about time? I mean, they bring in the concussion substitute, yeah, they can bat and bowl. But why not? It's not like any other sport, even not they're in football, where a bloke could only do something, or in rugby. The substitute can do what anybody else can do. It does seem an odd sort
6: of anachronism.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's something, Andy. It's a good point because it, it gets the rumble. It gets talked about from time to time. Should we have participating substitutes? There's a card on pass. So I'm, I'm not in the depths of anywhere. But <laughs> so, well, no, substitutes, yeah, you, you, it, 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 it might just gather legs. Because, I'll tell you why. Because there's that much cricket. They're playing that much. And you can tell they're out on their feet. Mm. And they're carrying injuries, both teams. And so... It'll be a debate again that crops up. Can you have a participating substitute?
3: See that—that's that's another yeah, good reason why it sticks as well. Yeah, exactly. So you make it tactical. You don't because obviously the first thing people would say is, "Well, people would cheat." They would claim someone was injured, so you'd bring the sub on simply because they were in better nick. But so what? Make it tactical as they do in other sports. I mean, has it been talked about, and what's been the resistance to it, Bumble? Well, I think tradition is, is always something. But if they wanted to
5: start it, I reckon they would start it in one day cricket. It might be in the 100 or the blast. You can have a, a tactical substitution. But just think about it. It's a test match, you're the first one in the history of the game that the coach says, mate, mate, you've got, you got to come off. You've got to come off. I'm sorry, mate, you've got to come off. Yeah. I mean, just remember substitutes at football when that first started. They came off with the head between the knees. Why have I got to go off? But now it's tactical.
3: Yeah, I mean, like Overton, for example. Overton comes on, yeah. of course, and Robertson can't walk, but Overton could bowl. But if Burns plays and misses four
4: times in the first over, I'm, I'm having them off. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you'd, you'd be ruthless, wouldn't you? Yeah. That, that's the thing. Yeah, you, you do worry what when we ultimately do get them out, what they can do to us on this pitch, Bumble
5: yeah and I think they've got the bowlers to do it and bowling looks a, a a real fine for them lots of experience Cameron Green, I think you need to be a tall bowler who will hit the pitch just back of the length and have great discipline and Overton you know would have been a handful as Jimmy Anderson would have been because you know that's his his name, his discipline.
4: The other thing, interesting thing is, in the Times the other day, it says, I think it was she this morning, Joe Root has thrown his full support behind Chris Silverwood, indicating he'd like the England head coach to remain in his job beyond the ashes. It's admirable in one sense, but a bit strange, I think, because it's not really worked.
5: You know, I've, I've been thinking a lot about this, and having been in that position, I know what the demands of the job are. And it's unprecedented what he's had to go through. Silverwood he would say that it's a great position to be in as head coach, but the wrong time with a pandemic and all the bubbles that they have to go through and the injuries. And if you look at the ICC Test Championship, I think this is an absolute nonsense. I looked at it and people said, oh, England are bottom. So I looked at it. England have played eight Test matches and according to the ICC Championship, they're the worst team in Test cricket. The team at the top has only played two. Sri Lanka have played two matches. South Africa have played two matches. Now, how daft is that? That in, in a test championship table, the t- the team that's only played two matches is top and the team that's played eight matches is bottom. It's a complete nonsense. So getting back to Silverwood, I think there's mitigating circumstances that he's, he's got the job frustratingly at the wrong time. He's spinning plates. He really is spinning loads of plates. And what he wants, above anything, is a
3: result. We should have a quick mention for the other test series that's been going on and concluded earlier on today. South Africa beat uh, India Good 2-1. Been, they yeah. come from behind to, to win that 2-1. And Keegan Peterson looks a player, doesn't he?
5: Well, they're coming in, aren't they? They're finding fast As I heard Glenn McGraw on the radio today that... You know, he he thought that test match cricket was really tough and he got great rewards for for being one of the best ever. But now he's saying that you get lads like Boland who comes in and the lad in South Africa just comes in and they're taking wickets at about six, average of six. What's this test match cricket? It's so easy. (laughs) So it's good to see see these young'uns coming through and it'd be nice if we got one, if we got another Jimmy Anderson
3: no, that would be fantastic. Mm. Well, look, we'll, we'll leave you... Have you got a distress flare on you? I mean, if you're near the road, just, I'd just start thumbing a lift.
5: I said we should have set off with some flares, but I've got Google Maps, I've got Google Maps, and I've looked at it, and if I, I just wish I knew
3: which was north and south. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Bumble. Thanks very much. Thanks.
2: All right, lads. Bye, bye, bye. There we are.
3: David Lloyd there in a field somewhere marvellous if you see him if you drive past look out for a man Point. with two dogs and a couple of quite heavy poo bags by the sound of it you probably can get a compass app on your phone yeah, well, it's got one built in i mean there's a Is compass it? on there he'll be fine he'll find his way uh, back I got one he'll find yeah you've got a compass every phone has a compass Andy. Well, i didn't know that how often do you need a compass well not that often obviously I've had how often do you go tramping when was the last time I can't think of the last time I used a compass to be honest If I, I you? search compass when it come out You, you, you planning to sail the seven seas or something <laughs> No They've got a sextant on it as well It's fantastic <laughs> yeah. Go and check it out The apple
2: sextant <laughs> Oh, We haven't got one of those have you The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast I fancied a draw actually I, yeah. I wouldn't
3: be at all surprised if it's, if it's uh, one all I think we tomorrow. fully deserve to win all three you know, games that we
4: beat them last season and as we didn't deserve they were brilliant against us 1-0 was didn't flatter them at all it could have been three or four they were yeah. brilliant in that game but uh... it's going to
3: be very interesting to see what happens in the next 24 hours around the north london derby looking at the reasons why the burnley game at over at leicester tomorrow has been called off it's a combination of the virus and injuries um they applied for the postponement on the grounds that they didn't have the minimum 13 outfield players and one goalkeeper to uh, contest the match of course they lost chris wood one player the day before, to uh, Newcastle. And the mm. Premier League ball so they accepted Burnley's application as the club did not have the required numbers. But they say COVID-19 cases and injury are, are injuries. Arsenal do have a combination of COVID-19 cases uh, and injuries. I suppose it does depend on which is which. If it's yeah. one COVID case and an injuries, does, does And they that got people count, at the African it?
4: Nations, but I don't think that counts either. Did you see Adrian put up this tweet yesterday? No, no, it was the moose, actually. It wasn't Adrian. Sorry, Adrian. It was the moose. Someone put Thomas Party and they crossed out partying with Thomas Work Event
3: yes that's that's been has been <laughs> very much amusing. doing the rounds yes uh, I didn't think last... it was Moose's original one <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he was I thought, the so trendsetter. This is the first time he's
4: ever made me laugh and then I looked at him and thought I bet you didn't come up with
3: that <laughs> yeah. so um, Mike Crack yeah that's right you heard right um, K-R-A-C-K he is the new uh, team principal Raston Martin congratulations to him he may still like some TV work And uh, you've been coming up with some TV formats for him. One very, very odd one that uh, we've been sent on social media, Uh, because many of these, of course, we can't read out, so thank you for those, Um, is Cracks Cracks, says Chris. Uh, K, obviously the K in the first crack, the C... In the second, Mike Crack takes you around the country to show you his favorite natural cracks, from horizontal <laughs> cracks to step hair cracks and everything in between. At the end of the season, Mike Crack that? scores your cracks <laughs> on the crack scale of cracks.
2: I Surely think, the crackometer. Stop, stop saying, yeah, it would be the crackometer, wouldn't it, really? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> Hawks Manley Jacobs here
3: on Talk Sport Now uh, Terry Farley has been uh, refereeing for many many years he'll tell us just how many shortly but yeah. he has decided that uh, to, he will hang up the whistle um, after seven decades uh, 88 years young he's, uh, he's decided that's that and he joins us now Terry good afternoon
6: Good afternoon to you
3: Terry what, what made you make the, the, the call because it's obviously been such a big part of your life it, it can't be easy
6: well, uh, in, in January, 4th of January 1952, was when I first passed my referee's examination wow. at the headquarters of the Durham Football Association. And so on the 4th of January 2022, I had completed 70 years as a Durham County referee. So I thought, well, at 88, it's time to. Uh, Hang up the whistle uh, after 70 years of a career which has given me an awful lot of pleasure. Yeah,
4: Yeah, and such an important job, the grassroots refereeing, you know, we always say it, you wouldn't have a game without the ref, and uh, that was before I was born, so you know, that's quite a long time. That (laughs) is a long time, This is a bit of an obvious question, Terry, but how's the game changed at your
7: level over the years?
6: Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's changed uh, uh, immensely. I mean, uh, I started off in the, in the grassroots and uh, made my way up through the, uh, uh, through the uh, progress ladder. And in 1965, uh, I received an invitation from the Football League to become, in those days, a linesman. Uh, and again, I went, you know, progress until I got onto the uh, referees' list. Of the football uh, league, which uh, saw me refereeing, you know, at Manchester, Liverpool, etc. Really, wow! Yeah, uh, I uh, ran the line twice uh, at Hampden Park uh, when Scotland played Peru and when Scotland played Argentina, and that's when the name of uh, Maradona, mm. uh, first hit the headlines and. Uh, we realized what a wonderful player he was but i mean it's it's it saw me run the line at wembley in the charity shield uh i ran the line at uh, barcelona and juventus uh, yeah. uh to places like that but in those days, when i was refereeing on the football league i mean we had uh, we had much of the day and the itv did a uh, did a spot as well mm. but of course now Every you know in the Premier League, every 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 decision is analysed. VAR takes uh, you know takes over on occasion. So it's evolved over the years. Uh, lots of foreign players are in the uh, in in football now in English football, which there's the odd one or two in my day, but not the not the number that there is today. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's evolved uh, immensely yeah. over my. My career.
3: What about respect for referees, Terry, and Grassroots and all the years you've done it? Have you watched that deteriorate or, or in your experience, um, has it not been an issue?
6: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a big issue. Uh, again, going back, you know, to when I refereed in junior football, which was very strong in those days. There was there was quite a few uh, junior leagues throughout Durham County, Uh and uh, generally speaking, respect from the touchlines and respect from the players was good. But over the years, I mean, I spent uh, several years on the Durham County Football Association representing the referees in Durham County, sat on discipline. And uh, the amount of abuse now that uh, uh, referees get is, uh, is really uh, unacceptable. Both on and and off the field, I'm afraid, yeah. and that's at, That's at grassroots level as well. Uh,
4: you sound you pretty frisky. Have you kept yourself fit?
6: Yes. Well, I, I've I've always I've always uh, I've always been fit. I played uh, I played football for the school. I was a fairly good uh, cross country runner. I played youth football in Durham County. Uh, I played squash, cricket, etc. Uh, I'm in the gym. Uh, four times a week now. Wow. so That's uh, amazing. yeah uh, I'm pretty I'm, I'm pretty fit. I, I really am, yeah.
4: Do you still get about the pitch or do you the touch of the magic robot? We used to have a ref in our league, an old ref, and he used to stand in the centre circle sort of
6: marshalling the game yeah. from that point.
3: You were still keeping up with play right to the end, were you, Terry?
6: Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yes. No, no. I wasn't one for standing in the centre circle. No, I, uh, I took pride in my fitness and... Uh, I was—I mean, obviously, at eighty-eight years of age, you're not—you're uh, <laughs> not as fit as you were. But I mean, I, I, I've, I've got a game coming up uh, a week on Sunday at uh, Durham University, which will be the final one, and that's uh, Time Tease Television are coming out oh, uh, oh, brilliant. to nice cover one. me, and that—that uh, that will be—that uh, will be the last day. Uh, Last game. Yeah,
3: and finally, sorry, would you recommend it still, despite everything, despite you say it's not quite the the job it was because of the lack of discipline and respect? But would you still recommend
6: it? Oh yes, I mean, in my view, there's never been a better time to be a referee, because in my day, you were pretty much on your own. Now we've got coaches and mentors and uh, observers, you know. So if you want to, uh, if you want to be a referee, then in my view. Now's the time. Excellent. Well, Excellent. Terry,
3: Terry, I'm sure all the Tremendous. players you've refereed will want to say uh, thank you for your service. So, and enjoy that last game at Durham University and, and all the best to you. Thanks for joining us.
6: My pleasure, thank you for calling, thank you There we are, Terry
3: Farley man. there, what a top man What a top man, 88, fantastic Great Nick for 88, you Excellent. don't sound that compass this now <laughs> I'd definitely be a magic robot <laughs> Good old Terry, that's brilliant 88, 88 years old and uh, and he's still got another game in him, fantastic so, He's doing uh, the birthday spread next week <laughs> Yeah Terry, <laughs> we'll have to get him. We start repeating the birthdays we get old Terry, that's right, yeah What's the scores, Jeff? Terry started getting angry with
2: Jeff (laughs) Peters for crashing his gags, giving him a red card, almost certainly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
3: Yes, of course, that music signals the arrival always around this time on Friday of Martin Kellner, who's been taking in lots and lots of sport on TV. He never came yes. back to me about uh, Cedric from the Three Monarchs. I can't believe it. I that. didn't know what he was talking about. I thought we'd had a turn, Martin. I mean, Good afternoon.
8: Good afternoon. I don't know Cedric from the Three Monarchs. Well, exactly. Monarchs.
3: Who does? I mean, I think he's made well, it uh, up. Andy, yeah,
8: I possibly. 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 I mean, yeah, he you a picture of him. He does. Look they
3: brazier, played a massive harmonica of Cedric and the two. Right. Ah,
8: yes. I did oh, see them on some of those varieties. <laughs> it's coming back now. Yeah. Sunday night at the London Palladium yeah. with uh, Norman Vaughan. Woo dodgy. Uh, I remember
4: taking us down. <laughs> yeah. But it was a good look-alike, didn't you not think? Even if you didn't know <laughs> yes,
8: it. it was a good look-alike, even though i have forgotten the original. It was a very, very good look-alike, uh, Andy. So, uh- just...
3: Yes, sorry, just Martin. before I yeah, just yeah. before
8: I get on to what I'm talking about, uh, we heard the name of Sue Gray uh, crop up again, and it does pretty well every time they're interviewing some, someone from the Conservatives about yeah. uh, the controversy. Doesn't Sue Gray sound the, like the name of a girl you were at school with yeah. years ago? It, it does. It's that sort of name, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I, I feel for her because they keep saying how great she is, and if she comes up with this report, it's got like spelling mistakes in it, oh. she puts semicolons in the wrong. She was always so, like that at school. Yeah, There's a lot so of yeah, man, 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 yeah. man, In our
3: maths class, she wasn't the greatest. No. She put with a protector. On, did
8: she? Yeah, yeah, I can believe it. A
3: Compass, it really hurts. Wing, um,
8: wing yeah. attack on the netball team.
2: Yeah,
3: um,
8: <laughs> yeah I, I watched Cheer, which is a, a sensation. I mean, it's yeah. just such a massive hit for uh, Netflix. They're into season two, uh, episode one, which yeah. is subtitled uh, Everybody Hopes. You should, so you you need, should tell this us. This is the, the Cheerleaders This thing. is the, oh, I've the, seen the
3: Cheerleaders this, yeah. Uh, yeah. TV show, and it,
8: it was big, wasn't it? Oh, it's huge. It's absolutely massive in Australia as well. You know, you saw one scene where these uh, cheerleaders were being interviewed by somebody from the Today programme, which is the biggest programme uh, in Australia, apparently. And they were there watching them train, and, you know, apart from anything that Max Rushton does. Right. But apart from that, it's the biggest show in Australia. But um, it's been a, a massive success on uh, on Netflix. And I think when you, you know, a success on Netflix is sort of bigger than any success that we can you know that we can imagine yeah. really mm-hmm. um, because obviously it's gone uh, international uh, and um, it's such a massive business as well. It's not the hammerettes, This I'll tell you.
3: Um <laughs> This is the thing. People, <laughs> people think it's what they think it's. It's that. But uh, yeah, but is, it's not like going a... the Hammerets. Have they? Already... Oh yeah. I think no.
4: No,
8: no. They no, they're, they're not. disbanded. Not. Have they? Oh, they well, not in the, They're not going to the London Stadium. I think probably around about the turn of the millennium, they uh, okay. stopped doing On the of uh, people. Different times, yeah. Martin.
3: Different times, uh, but this is, so.
8: I mean, it's so gymnastic,
3: isn't it? So choreographed and gymnastic. It's incredibly impressive when you see it done yeah. at the top level like this.
8: Oh, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you about the, the, the two teams that they sort of focus on are Navarro and uh, Trinity Valley Community College. So it's two sort of rival colleges uh, in Texas. Uh, and the main focus of the show is Navarro uh, and their uh, coach, who's, I think the best way to describe her is Steely steely she's in she's in charge of the of the whole thing and the program starts quite dramatically because one of the members of her team is involved in a very serious court case which has obviously happened since the filming of uh, season two i've only watched season two episode one i'm not that crazy! I'm going to binge watch the whole thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, I watched it. Uh, I watched episode one, and she comes on at the start of episode one, saying that uh, you know the only reason I wanted to do this docu series, she calls it, is to um, focus on the athleticism and the hard work. It's not to do with the hate and the negativity. Well, of course, as far as the TV companies yes, concerned, yes, as far yes. as Netflix <laughs> concerned, they're not bothered about the athleticism. Yes, yeah, sure, it's great to watch, but what they want is what they call Um, making the mat which is basically the uh, auditions because there's 40 girls and only or 40 people and only 20 of them are going to get in so they have this thing called mat selection day and obviously the uh, the money shot is the young girl who doesn't make the mat as they call it Uh, and she phones her mum and breaks down in tears and her mum's made huge sacrifices because we know what college education costs in the united states and we know how how much money they spend on uh, getting into it so it's cruel to be honest it is it is a cruel Mm. show um but it's fascinating to watch it's yeah, yeah my... it strikes
4: me, Martin, that you could write a book about it called Sit Down and Cheerlead. Yeah, that's, Sit down that... and cheer that's a very, nice very good idea. I'll yeah. tell
8: you what, it is, it, it's is—it's toxic for someone like me because um, uh, my wife came in the other day and she said to me, um, <laughs> what are you doing? I said, I'm doing a bit of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she says, how do you mean you're doing a bit of work? You're watching all these girls jumping up and down. I said, no, I'm uh, researching a spot for Hawksbury uh, and Jacobs <laughs> on oh, <yeah>. uh, the <laughs> national <laughs> radio station uh, Talk Sports. You stick with that story, um, Martin yes I will yes. but it's um it, it's you can't take your eyes off it you have to say yeah, but clearly. it's the it's the fact you know <laughs> yes the fact that you know that somebody's going to get excluded from this they're mm-hmm. not going to get uh, on the mat when they um oh. when they do the final which they do in Daytona and it comes up you know you get the captions all the time 60 days till Daytona 57 mm-hmm. days till Daytona uh, but you've got to be fascinated by Monica who's the I suppose four Forty or fifty-something woman who's in charge, and she's sort of groomed to within an inch of her life. But you know that she's going to take those difficult decisions. Yeah. Uh, but she'll do it with a smile on her face. I'm tra- <laughs> She's a very she's a classic reality TV character. Yeah. I have to say. Uh, and if you've not watched the program, it's worth. It will tell you a lot about the divide between the United States and the uk when it comes to any sort of athletics competition and it is obviously the end of the day all about money and all the talk shows of uh, uh, you know you see lots of scenes of them on ellen and uh, various other talk yeah. shows it's become massive it's on netflix massive.
3: martin isn't it first series it's on is netflix there as well, of course. yeah it's
8: on the on the front page of netflix
3: yeah. now. Uh, so. uh, last week I a lot of people said this was very good i've not watched it yet it was the Casper smichael documentary on on itv4
8: Yes, uh, I have to apologise, first of all, I misspelt his name on Twitter. You, you, you uh, named
3: him after the Friendly Ghost. I you? did, Casper <laughs> the
8: Friendly Ghost, which, of course, <laughs> is uh, it's predictive text, I'm saying. No um, But, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, it, there's three key, uh, key events that it uh, focuses on this programme. Leicester City winning the Premier League, the helicopter crash uh, involving the owner of and uh, Christian Eriksson's uh, heart attack. Mm. Um, and Casper Schmeichel played a, a, a key role in all of them, I and mean, you get the impression at the end of it that he is the guy you'd want in your team, even if he wasn't a great goalkeeper, just for the fact that he is—he's um, a, a real team player. A lot of it revolves around interviews uh, with his dad, but. Apart from all the other things he survived, he survived a spell, because he went round to loads of teams on loan, mm. he was at Bury, he was at uh, Darlington, uh, Falkirk, I believe. There was also at Leeds United for a while, uh, and there was a favourite song of um, Leeds United's where they used to sing, we like you, but your dad is, and then one of the, yes. uh, the more uh, colourful four letter words, which we don't say on this station, <laughs> yeah, but you know, nice they day. would sing <laughs> or any station indeed yeah. um or maybe somewhere on the internet but anyway <laughs> they uh, they used to sing this song uh and it, it, he he was saying just how very hurtful it was but you know he survived that and uh you know and tackled it with uh, with equanimity if you like and he talks about an exchange he had with a leeds united fan where he repeated that word about the guy's dad you know and said how would you like it sort of thing mm. so you know he addresses issues and uh, uh and things and you it's just uh you know, if you're a Leeds I sorry, if you're a Leicester City fan, it would be great to see all that again. He's a family man. He wasn't at, he didn't go initially to the party, you know, Jamie Vardy having a party and all mm. that because he wanted to be at home with his family. So nice touches like that and um a lot of interviews with the uh, the guy from the local paper who obviously knows him fairly well uh and comes over as uh, as I said the sort of character you want in your team uh, apart from anything else apart from him being a, you know a great um a, a great uh, shot, shot stopper yeah. um but yeah if you if you're a less city fan i don't think beyond that i'm not sure it's of that great interest Uh, except it does remind you of these um, huge events which have happened in the the history of that club. Mm.
3: So, Martin, you are back um, overnight, I take it?
8: I certainly am back overnight. We'll be more chat about Sue Gray and uh, various other top issues for our talk radio uh, listeners, and obviously we'll. Um, oh, full, you know, if there's anything happening in the Ashes, John Norman uh, will join us through the show and uh, update on. I think it starts late. It's about At four, 4 thirty. About yeah, four yeah. thirty. Yeah.
2: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
1: luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care.
3: in some telly that isn't sport-related this weekend, you need your card mark. So let's get that done now. Mm. Uh, the stars' very own Brighton supporting Mike Ward joins us. Good afternoon, Mike. Nervously joins you. He yeah, is. no. Are you he going?
7: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> what? Though it, yeah. I did go through a phase where I I, I couldn't bring myself to go because it's too tense, and yeah. I don't I don't like what I become. I don't mean in a really extreme sense, but it's it, you know, it's one of those games where you just feel really oh, on any football. It
3: is only a game. you <laughs> coming from him. Oh goodness, we a man who can't sleep if Chelsea draw. Oh well, yes. I mean, yeah, I know, no one likes the derby, do they? It's, no. It's, it's, well, it's some, I think some
7: do. I think some people revel in I red I just... cards for Brighton.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, they play you next. Yes. See what I mean? You, you, it's well, you football. got you worried then. Obviously, that's yeah. good. That's a good sign. <laughs> So afterlife, who'd have uh, thought
7: the day would ever come where we'd worry. Yeah, yeah anyway, get, so that's right. You've gotten worried. Mm-hmm.
3: Afterlife is uh, it yes. drops, as they say, today on, on Netflix, the final series.
7: The final series, yeah, Ricky Gervais's um, uh, black comedy drama, which I, I honestly think is probably the best series on Netflix, but then that's just my own personal opinion. I do. I
4: was saying to Paul before you started, I think this is the best thing he's ever done.
7: It is, yeah, because it, it's, you know, it's not a million miles away. He, you know, as an actor, he's always going to be Ricky Gervais, isn't he? You know, But there is something about the way he's kind of progressed and all the stuff he's done that just adds so many layers to it. So, yeah, it's it's funny, but his character, who is, you know, for, for those who haven't seen it, is um, a local newspaper reporter who loses his wife to cancer in the first series. Uh, she's played by Kerry Godlam and She crops up in sort of video flashbacks all the way through. Um, st- just hates the world. He's bitter and angry, lashes out. Uh, a lot of the funniest stuff is the way he lashes out. But he, there's also proper depth to his character. So he's plausible and, and, and you know, realistic and believable. And there's also development, in, so it's not just gag after gag. You actually think, oh, how is he going to move on from this when he is so angry with the world and how, people, you know, is he going to sort of you know, reject people and what have you. And there's also this development uh, that Ashley Jensen's character, again, she's she's you know, obviously done, done mm. stuff with him before, plays a care, host, a care home nurse who, um, you know, he's obviously very friendly with. She clearly hopes something more will come from the relationship. Is he ready to move on? Who knows? But anyway, yeah, it's lovely. It's, it's very, very funny. And there's still some great, genuine laugh out loud moments as well as the, 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 the deeper stuff, as it were.
3: And if you want to hear uh, Ricky Gervais talking about it, he's on Graham Norton. It's quite a stellar yes. show tonight, isn't it? It
7: is a great show, yeah. He's got uh, uh, Kate Blanchett's on, um, Ricky Gervais, as you say, Anton Deck talking about Limitless Win. I don't know if you saw any of Limitless Win. I haven't seen was no, it, no. it uh, it's was it? It's unusual
4: it for them to be on BBC, though,
7: isn't it? It is, yeah, absolutely. That, that, yeah, well, they did. They did Something they did a Saturday night show about 20 odd years ago, but apart from that, they're not on one very often. Uh, Elvis Costello is on mm-hmm. as well,
3: doing his new single. He's on, he's on Saturday Kitchen tomorrow morning as well. I think. well that's 10.35, <laughs> uh, Graham Norton show, um, yeah. and you can watch Afterlife, of course, whenever you like. Um, yeah. Would I lie to you tonight? 8 o'clock BBC One, worth Bob mention- Mortimer. Is yeah, very just
7: good worth at. mentioning because Bob Mortimer's on, yeah. and it, arguably the best guest they ever have on is Bob Mortimer because he just does the brilliant flights of fancy that he, uh, that, you know. The, are his trademark Suggs mm. is on Angelica Bell and Holly Willoughby mm. and the
3: rest. Uh, you've got a new um, detective series on BBC 4 tomorrow night
7: yeah this is um, I've only dipped into this it's a t- uh, the first two episodes uh, of Hidden Assets BBC 4 tomorrow night 9 o'clock and 9.50 it's an Irish Belgian production so there are oh. it's <laughs> partly in Flemish with subtitles but not an awful lot and the action takes place both in Ireland and uh, in Antwerp I think a lot of it um, it's it's What, pretentiously, you you kind of call a noir. In other words, it's quite sort of, it has that kind of... Yeah, dark undercurrent to it obviously an awful lot of stuff goes on in the first episode that seems completely and utterly disjointed but I think it's one of those things that if you stick with it the characters and the connections begin to make sense and the main character is uh, a police detective played by Angeline Ball who people of my generation think of as one of the backing singers from The Commitments Ooh, Say, really? part of you expects her to see, burst into Mustang Sally halfway through <laughs> but uh, it doesn't happen or uh, so far anyway part two 9 o'clock Hidden Assets BBC 4
3: The our singer uh is, yeah. uh is i don't on... get it and, and, <laughs> and, I don't, and i've watched king. the
4: first two in four and then when it came to the third one i just got so bored with it i just thought what's the point of this? The only, the only <laughs> well, it's, the, it's not a great deal of point no, to it the only interest in it no is when they take ending, their heads really. off at the end that's it take the, well, well they don't well, take the heads off but well, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <False>. <laughs> <laughs> take the mask off yeah.
7: traffic cone bagpipes panda poodle and rock hopper yeah, what a those firm as they were who was mushroom who was Mushroom I don't know who's mushroom. was Mushroom is in... gone? Is Mushroom gone
2: Oh you're
7: obviously dark not bothered <laughs> at all what happened to Mushroom I won't be <laughs> only able to
3: sleep because yeah, we thought it was night. Jane Horrocks you see, there you go so, you so, see, so he's invested in it he's yeah, a yeah, piece you of it I hate don't get it, it. who yourself for it The bottom lip was going then because no Mushroom was
7: Yeah, my wife absolutely hates it so I switch it on and say I've got to watch this for work that's my standard line whenever I watch rubbish that I don't really need to watch sits and then she starts getting involved you said, just like Andy, she pretends she doesn't like it, but she actually is, is emotionally uh, and yeah. spiritually almost invested.
3: In it. Uh dancing on ice returns on the uh, Sunday, six yeah. thirty, um, yeah, yeah. and six thirty. Yeah, uh, and the sporting aspects of that. Early.
7: Lots of sporting. Yeah, Reagan Gascoigne, who's yeah. uh, obviously a dancer, so he's uh, and Brendan Cole, who who hasn't got any sporting connection, but was obviously on Strictly Ben dropped, Foden from the World ben of Rugby. Ben Foden. You've got uh, Kai White, who's BMX rider, yeah. um, and of course uh, Rachel Stevens, who played rugby for the S Club Sevens. So there's quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she played. Today. That's Very a good, good. line. Yeah, <laughs> and Oti Mabusi is a player. judge, and
4: people are sort of thinking that she might be going in the transfer window to ITV.
7: Well, there's every, every possibility. Is it just on loan? Because
4: on loan six... with a view to buying. I think well, yes. that's what yeah. about. She's yeah. doing uh, David and Ivor's new show, uh, dating show, dating, dating and song show. show. Yeah, okay, well, what about that?
3: Yeah. So uh, that's if six thirty. How long is it going for us? Normally on for about, about four, four hours. hours. Yeah, about <laughs> four hours. Did <laughs> we practice that? Like Wagner. Vard- so <laughs> it's almost it's, identical and well, a similar the target yeah <laughs> yes. he'll be on it next it's only a matter of time before the TV starts eating itself yeah. and we get people who get kicked out of one show yeah. God we get that anyway
7: you, you notice by the way that I didn't mention that I'm not going to watch it because it's too cold yeah oh, that's, yeah, that's I'm right. Not gonna I'm not going to watch it because I don't like it don't okay. like, yeah I am going to watch it, even though it's cold. I'll just put a jumper on.
3: Uh, Vera's back, and he was telling us that uh, Brenda Bletton uh, is quite a decent footballer. So I was mm. wondering if she could make the North London was, Derby at, at left wing back on uh, on Sunday. But he said she she was caught mm. playing a bit of football. I she? always get is put, put off right? by this being two hours. I just can't sit there for
4: two hours and watch this. you know if it...
7: watch record it and then fast forward. Oh, to the yeah, it, yeah. But it does Set go on notes. a bit. Actually, we we started watching it last week because because Julie, my wife, quite quite likes it. when she remembers mm. it's on. And then I thought she doesn't know it's two hours, does she? Yeah. she no way she's going <laughs> to last. It's a big commitment. Two yeah. hours, so she's sort of really flagging by about mm. ten past nine. But, yeah. Uh, Craig Park, I, I've only he dipped into this one. So Craig Parkinson, obviously of line and Duty, and uh, uh, yeah. is in it. So you're mm. going to think oh,
4: he's good. nine she's o'clock, busy. Channel Four pay for Sue Perkins to go on holiday. So I don't yeah, think that's I'll, right. That's
3: that one. One. But it's Sue in Perkins. a camper van, to be well, fair, months. on her
7: own, so it's not the, the height, height of luck. <laughs> Paul Merton. He's a
3: great, great phone call to the. Hello, Sue. It's John here. Are you interested in going around America? A camper van for yeah, oh yeah too right I am. <laughs> it's fantastic, isn't it? And so Clarkson's big farming adventure.
4: Oh no, Kelvin's big farming Ooh, adventure.
7: That's yeah. on Monday. That's on Monday. Yes, yeah. Monday first of a, a, a six-part. Can the ex-emmerdale and Strictly champion? uh make it as a farmer for real when apparently he's never even seen a sheep or something when he've joined on the deal <laughs> so um, it's it's, um, yeah. it's unlikely it's he yeah. struggles uh, have
3: a good weekend enjoy the game tonight Mike endure yes enjoy the game tonight that's right <laughs> there we are Mike Ward dairy will be back The Hawksby week. and Jacobs Daily Podcast well there we are that was this afternoon's show we should also thank you for your fine uh, Mike crack suggestions this afternoon oh, yeah, for TV for me Mike may pick one or two of those I doubt if we'll be invited into the uh, into the uh, mechanics area uh, an Aston Martin race well I, didn't, I mean <laughs> no. Mike probably didn't take too kindly to that we but there we are anyway. <laughs>
8: uh,
3: we'll catch up with you on Monday reflecting on all the big games over the weekend until then have a fantastic weekend if you can join us for one on Monday great if not the podcast as always will be available at four o'clock
2: you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talk Sport
1: here's a cool fact